each day you'll decide what's the three main things that I want to do, what I want to visualize on today. It might be the same thing every day. You might switch it up. You might have a particular event that you're looking to visualize the outcome of a certain um, business negotiation phone call. You might want to visualize on that of, of winning the negotiation and having things turn out the way you want them to turn out. And you visualize that and they celebrate that. And that's an example of, of what you could do. But nonetheless, you want to visualize on these for at least 10 minutes a day and you want to do it every day. And then something you're going to notice happen after about a month is you're actually going to start to believe that all of these things are truly a possibility for you. And I can guarantee that once you've done this effectively every day for a couple of months, it's going to be so ingrained that you are going to believe it and you are going to make it happen. This is how goals end up getting executed. It's because of, of awesome visualization, true 100% belief that you are going to achieve and attain that goal, and then taking a bunch of action. With no limitations, what does your perfect day look like? What if it's possible to live like that every day? Would you wake up after 9am, have perfect health, maybe fire your boss, have the money and freedom to do what you love most? the world is your oyster. Where would you be? Who would you be with? The possibilities are endless. Whether you believe it's possible for you or not, you can make more, work less and live free. Welcome to Freedom Hack Radio, where entrepreneur, best-selling author, world traveler and adventurer, Bryce Robertson and special guests crack the code on money, health, relationships, spirituality and having fun doing what you love most. Be inspired to create your own self-designed freedom lifestyle. Welcome back to another episode of Freedom Hack Radio. I'm your host, Bryce Robertson. And today, my friends, I'm excited to introduce our, ga our guest, Mr. Blake Comfort. And Blake is going to be sharing with us his path on achieving the freedom trinity of financial, time, and location freedom. So put yourself in his shoes and listen to the ride that he's been on. And I hope it's very inspirational for you because he's a great guy. He's super down to earth and he's overcome many challenges and he's crushing it and you too could be in the situation that he's doing he happens to be a mobile home park investor just like me he has a little bit of a similar story as well but you know mobile home parks aside regardless of if that's something you're interested in or not listening to Blake's story will help you understand how you can get from where you are now to where you want to be which is achieving the freedom trinity of financial time and location freedom Blake's done a really really good job at that and um you know, the way, the way that I think here at Freedom Hack Radio is if I can achieve the freedom of Trinity, so can you. And Blake has that believing as well. So you guys are really going to dig this episode. So for all of you freedom hackers that are coming back, welcome back. I'm excited to share all of the experiences that we're going to share in 2021. I'm super excited about this year. It's going to be an amazing year, definitely going to be our best year yet. And I'm excited for all of you to be on your path to achieving financial time and location freedom and truly living free by having balance with financial wealth, health, spirituality, relationships, and having fun. 
fun because that's what we're all about here at Freedom Hack Radio. So listen in, you're going to really enjoy this episode. And for those of you who that have tuned in for the first time, if you get something out of this, make sure to subscribe, hit the subscribe button, hit the notifications button so you can find out about our next episodes. Um, if you're interested in achieving financial freedom, time freedom, location freedom, and having balance in the five core areas of our life, financial wealth, health, relationships, spirituality, and having fun, then you need to be dialed in and listening to Freedom Hack Radio. I am sure you're not going to be disappointed. So without any further ado, I'm excited to introduce Mr. Blake Comfort. Welcome back to another episode of Freedom Hack Radio. I'm your host, Bryce Robertson, and I'm very excited, my friends, today because we have a new section of Freedom Hack Radio, something that we're going to be doing this year in 2021. We are going to be releasing Freedom Hacks. So I'm going to be putting together episodes that are going to be called Freedom Hacks that are going to help you hack into your freedom. So they're going to be the top things that I think you need to be able to focus on and grow in these areas so that you can actually grow and get on your path towards financial freedom, time freedom, location freedom, and the ultimate fulfillment of having balance in our life. So the first freedom shack, the freedom hack that I'm going to share with you guys here today is ultimate goal setting. You know, we all have to start somewhere and we all like, yeah, I want this. I want that in life. But without correct goal setting, there's no way that we're going to be able to have a clear path of getting to where we want and letting other people know and the universe know where we want to go as well. So it can all come together. So I'm going to share with you my ultimate goal setting template, something that I've personally used for the last seven years, something that I believe has played a major, major, major role in why I've become financially free. I have time freedom, location freedom, and uh, everything that goes along with it. And so uh, I'm really excited to share with this with you guys. Um, and I, I want to touch on a quick metaphor on what I believe goal setting does for us if we either use it or if we don't use it. And I like to say it in a, in a way of imagine if we're in a canyon and we've got a boat and we're going down the river on this boat. Okay, and we need to be able to navigate our way down this river, going in the direction that we want to take it. But there's all these obstacles. There's rocks. There's little rapids. There's waterfalls that we can't go over because if we go over, we'll certainly <laughs> demolish the boat and kill ourselves. So we can't do that. Uh, there may be forks in the river where we could go to the left or go to the right. We need to be able to steer it in the right direction so that we're not going to wash up against the rocks. So we're not going to wash up against the shore. So we're not going to go down the wrong fork or go over a waterfall. We want to make sure that we're steering it in the direction that's going to have the best outcome for us that's going to serve us. And we do that in relation to goals. We really want to make sure that we're super, super clear of one, the path of where we're going. And then two, uh, we need to understand where that is so that we can direct ourselves through it. So you don't want to be stuck not having goals and being at the whims of the river, so to speak. It's just going to, it's going to take you wherever it wants to go. And you might get washed up on the rocks. You might get washed up on the shore. Uh, you might, you could go anywhere because if you're trying to get to becoming financially free and you're not using an effective goal setting technique, 
then it's like you're going down that river without an oar, without a paddle. You can't steer. You can't have direction. You're just going to go with wherever life takes you. And in this metaphor, the river is, is the thing that's going to guide you. And it's just going to take you wherever it's going to go. However, if you get really, really clear on your goals, you can dodge around the rock. You can go down that little waterfall over here to get extra speed to go to the next section so you can avoid the next waterfall. And then you can take the right fork at the road or, or a fork in the river. And you can guide yourself all the way to where you want to go without getting washed up on the shore, without getting you know banged up against a rock and beaten up along the way. Uh, so goal setting is really, 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 I can't underestimate it. And I know there's probably some of you out there that are thinking, yeah, man, I've tried the goal setting thing before. That's boring, man. I don't want to like write all that stuff down and do it. Look, no one said that become financially free can't have parts that you may think are a little bit boring or maybe outside of your comfort zone or whatever. I'm telling you, this is a hack that you need to involve in your life. You need to have effective goal setting in your life if you want to get to the target that you want to get at. And I'm assuming that if you're tuning in here to Freedom Hack Radio, you want to achieve at least financial freedom, if not time and location freedom as well, and have balanced in your life and live truly fulfilled through balance of wealth, health, relationships, spirituality, and having fun. And that's exactly what the ultimate goal template that I'm going to share with you today is going to do for you. So for those of you uh, listening in, you could be watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast platform. There's going to be a link in the show notes with the ultimate goal setting template. It's going to be free for you. All you have to do is click on the link and access it, and then you can actually start using this in your life as well. But we're here to talk about it, so I'm going to walk you all the way through it. But before I do that, um, I'm just going to dig a little bit more on the context of goal setting so that you can really understand why we're doing this. So if you currently don't set goals, today. If you're not a goal setter, if you haven't been using, you know, something like the ultimate goal setting template that I'm going to share with you today, then I want you to stop and ask yourself, are you in life in the place exactly where you want to be based off all of your goals and desires? And, and just stop for a second and take a while to answer that question. If you are truly living the life that you really want to live and you haven't set goals and you really are at that place, you probably don't need to be sitting here listening to Freedom Hack Radio. And if that's worked out for you and you've done it without setting goals, then good for you. Give yourself a pat on the back. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job and you're living the life you want to live. However, I'm assuming that 99.99999% of you have goals. You have aspirations of being at a certain place in life, but you're not there yet. And if you're not there, then clearly there's something wrong with the way that you're, you're approaching this. Otherwise, you'd already be there. Something needs to radically change in what you're doing so you can radically change the results that you can get on the back end of all of this. 
So if you've answered to yes, I've set goals, I've, I've not set goals, but I'm exactly where I am. Perfect. But this is this episode is not for you. This episode is for everybody out there who wants to become financially free, who wants to have time freedom, location freedom, who wants to grow in their life, who wants to make their life better. But they don't current, we're not currently there yet. I'm telling you, goal setting is the way to get there. And the only way to track whether what is working is actually working is if we look at the results. And the best metaphor I like to use for this is looking at a tree. If you've got an apple tree and it's got 200 juicy, beautiful red apples on it, then you know it's getting the right water, the right amount of sun. It's got good nutrients in the soil. It's got everything it needs. Okay, but if we go over 100 yards to the left to another apple tree that's been planted for the same amount of time, but it's only got two apples on the tree and they're not even looking that good, and there should be hundreds on the tree, we know that there's something wrong with the roots of that tree. Either it's not getting enough water, it's not getting enough nutrients, it's not getting enough sun, something we need to go back to the core and go back to the roots and have a look. We've got to change everything underground so that we can change the circumstances so it can thrive, okay? So that was just a basic metaphoric explanation of if you're not already seeing it in your life, if you're not already literally living it, then there's room for you to change something so that you can actually achieve what you're looking to achieve. We need to fix the roots. We need to work under the ground. And that's what we're going to do here today with our goal setting. So, you know, the ultimate root of us manifesting our goals and desires is to get crystal clear on our values and our morals and how that converts into our goals and our goal setting. For example, if our number one value uh, is freedom, for example, and then our goals are jam-packed with things that are conflicting freedom, then the probability of those goals being actually seen through are not that, not that likely. They're not looking that good. However, if our values and morals are really aligned with our goal setting. If we're super clear on what's really, really important to us. Now, this is where so many people can get this wrong. They can think, well, I want the house and the car and the, okay, do you really want that? Maybe you do, or maybe that's just you trying to create what you think society wants for you which at the end of the day, nobody cares about any of that stuff. The only person that cares about that is you because everybody else is thinking about what's everybody else thinking about me. They're not worried about any of that. And that's not going to change your life anyway. So get really, really clear on what your values and what your morals are and make sure that your goal setting is aligned with those values and morals and check that. Use that as like a check when you're going through these, your goal setting to make sure, hey, am I realistically in, in tune with that, with my goals and values and morals? Is it really something that I really truly feel at my core of my my heart that I'm going to do and that I'm going to see through and that I actually think is the right thing for me in my life. And that's the thing you need to think. Okay. So um, 
I think that's pretty good at setting the context there. Now I'm going to go through a couple of ultimate goal setting hacks to help you uh, as you're setting goals. These are important rules or hacks that I believe when you're goal setting that are really going to help you set goals that you are going to end up achieving and pushing all the way through. So I've got about 12 ultimate goal setting hacks here. We're going to go through these and then I'm going to literally walk through with you through the ultimate goal setting template and we're going to walk through through it and see what it looks like. So first off, let's get into these goal hacks. So the ultimate goal setting hack number one is your goals need to be aligned with your values and morals. I just touched on that. To dig a little bit deeper, think about an example, uh, for example, of a, of a 10-year-old child, okay? A 10-year-old child's values and morals Playing a computer game is probably really high on the values and morals for, uh, or the values at least for a 10 year old boy. So he's pretty freaking motivated to play computer games and to get to the next level. And you can guarantee that along that way, there's going to be a ton of challenges. There's going to be things he needs to defeat. There's going to be challenges he needs to overcome. There's going to be things he maybe needs to problem solve, skills he needs to get better at, techniques he needs to get better at. But he's motivated because it's, it's, he highly values playing computer games and he loves it. So he's ready to go through those challenges. Yes. Now, take that same 10-year-old child and get him to clean his room. It, it, he's doesn't, he doesn't value keeping his room clean for the most part. This is the average child, mind you, for the most part. There may be some rare circumstances where kids love cleaning their room. But the average 10-year-old kid, not super high on the values list to clean their room and to keep their, clean, their room clean. So if, if that kid runs into challenges cleaning their room, they're going to be less and less motivated, less and less interested, because it's just not high on their values and morals. Go back to the computer game. The kid could play that eight hours a day, seven days a week, and you know probably never get bored. Okay, but it's something he's passionate about, something that he highly values, so he's ready to take on the challenges. That's the thing that you guys need to think about when you're setting your goals. Because one thing I can absolutely guarantee you when you are becoming an entrepreneur, a business owner, an investor, is you are going to have your fair share of challenges coming your way. The only difference uh, between you getting your goals and not getting them is are you ready to overcome the challenges that get thrown your way and you're not even going to be able to predict what they are. If you value what you're doing high enough, as important as that kid values getting to the next level of the computer game, then you are going to overcome these challenges, okay? So you need to get really clear on your values and morals because if, if really this goal is on there because you want it on your goal list, but it's such a low priority on your values, I mean, is that goal really going to be achieved? Are you really going to carve out the time you need to to do it? Are you really going to prioritize and make that a priority? The likelihood is no, and that you're going to lean towards the things that you already do have higher in your values and your goals, and you're going to work on those. So you need to check with yourself, is this realistic? Do I realistically have this in alignment with my, my goals and values? The other thing is in adding morals in there as well. I mean, if, if it's your life's mission to save planet Earth and you love trees and nature and everything like that, and one of your goals is to become financially free and you're planning to do that, 
by investing in oil drilling oil uh, drilling operations then you're in complete disalignment with you wanting to be a green thumb and and love the planet and the earth so that's not a good thing in alignment with your morals that's just it's it's, it's not going to work out well for you because you're not in alignment with it now if there's some kind of investment opportunity where you are the same person and you get to invest in someone who's planting trees um, and they're planting trees to re rejuvenate uh, nature in that area and somehow you make money off that investment then that's spot on that's your type of investment because that's in alignment with your morals because you're the green thumb and everything like this so make sure that you're thinking about your values and morals before you go into goal setting and make sure they're in alignment freedom hack number two Set goals that are currently outside of your comfort zone. So I don't want you guys to set goals that are so far outside of your comfort zone that the likelihood of you achieving them is, is near impossible. Because we, we also, and we're going to talk about this more in, in um, the ultimate hack number three, um, setting goals that are attainable. We need to set goals that are achievable, but they definitely push us outside our comfort zone. So you need to get very clear of where your comfort zone is right now. If something, a, a good check is uh, if something makes you a little bit nervous or gives you a little bit of butterflies because you've not done it before, it's something outside of your experience house or it makes you a little bit nervous, you are on the right track. That is something that's outside of your comfort zone. Something that you're doing all the time, you're used to it, you're super comfortable with it. You're not going to grow. We don't grow in this state when we're playing inside our comfort zone. We need to, to grow. We need to get outside of our comfort zone. So it needs to be a stretch. It needs to be something that's a stretch enough that it pushes us outside of our comfort zone. We're growing. It's making us nervous. We don't know exactly how we're going to um, complete it or finish it. Uh, that's perfect. That's that's totally how it needs to be. And um, But we can still see ourselves achieving it. It's not that far of a stretch that it's just like mind-boggling, blow our mind. Okay? So set goals that are currently outside your comfort zone. But let's not get too far, which brings us to ultimate goal setting hack number three, set goals that are attainable. Um, you, you don't want to set yourself up for failure. We want to set goals that are attainable so that we can achieve goals, check it off the list, and then celebrate and reward that we just crushed our goal. We just nailed it. Perfect. We're feeling good. We're feeling a little bit stronger, a little bit better. We go to the next goal. We crush that. Yes. Check that one off the list. Feeling even a little bit better. Once you've, once you've nailed, you know, five, six, 10, 20 of these goals, you are going to be feeling 20 feet tall, thick steel, like unstoppable. You are unstoppable. If, however, <laughs> you go the wrong way, which is actually the way that I went the first year that I went to set all these goals, my goals were so lofty. Every single one of my goals was so lofty. I was not in the circumstances to actually complete those goals that year. I was biting off more than I could chew. My eyes were bigger than my stomach. Whatever different ways you want to say it, I had carved out these goals that were way too big for me to be able to physically achieve in one year, given the setup that I had. 
Um, and that, that was very discouraging because I hardly nailed that many goals the first year that I went to goal setting because I had such high standards. It's like the bar was up here and I was just getting my ass kicked down here the whole time. And it was not at all motivating. It is not inspiring. It is just, it's depleting. And it actually has the opposite opposite effect where it's discouraging you get to the end of the year and you've only achieved 20 percent of your goals it does not feel that good you get to the end of the year and you've achieved 80 percent or more of your goals you feel fantastic and you're ready for next year and you're ready to bump up your game so make sure our goals are attainable but outside of our comfort zone ultimate goal setting hack number four compare your goals and vision with your partner or your spouse. Now, the reason I'm mentioning this is because the first time that my wife and I went to set our goals, I had my goals, she had her goals, we didn't check with each other. And then we were off to the races. And you know, we began the year and I'm busting butt trying to achieve my goals. She's busting butt trying to achieve her goals. And we didn't know, but some of our goals were conflicting. And they butted and clashed in the middle. And that was causing problems between us. See, interestingly, we both had the, the end goal of financial freedom when we first started out in this, but my wife's path to get there included a lot of one-on-one -on -one time and true connection time with, with us so we can deepen our marriage. Whereas on the other hand, my goals was when I'm not working at my day job, I'm spending every other second of my day creating financial freedom and working in my business. And, and, and I was sacrificing the thing that was most important to her, which is spending time together. And then it was just a clash. So obviously there was a problem there. Um, and so we had these kinds of problems show up in the first year and then the second year of goal setting because they didn't effectively check in with each other and just go, hey, you know, your goals, my goals, maybe there's somewhere that some of those goals conflict with each other. And there's always a way around them. There's a way to compromise so that we can achieve what we need to achieve and they can achieve what they need to achieve. But we need to sit down and have this conversation and hash it out with our partner. Could be our business partner. I would highly recommend if we've got a business partner that we're going through our main goals, at least the business goals together. Um, and then definitely with your life partner or your spouse or, or anyone that's like super close to you, that's going to have day in, day out interactions with you. They're going to want to be involved at least a high level of your goal setting to make sure that nothing's conflicting. Okay. So that's super important. Oh, and by the way, since from year three onwards, my wife and I have checked in and aligned with each other and it's working out magically. Um, plus, by us setting our goals each year, uh, we do it individually, but then we come together to check up on things where we're, we're checking in and tuning in on our overall end goal. Okay. Cause what we're looking at here is our, our, our annual goal setting, but we, we have different and we have the same end goal in, in place. And I think that's very important for spouses and for business partners. So you want to make sure that you've got alignment there in the long haul of how this is going to work out. Otherwise, you're going to run into other problems as well. Okay. Ultimate goal setting hack number five, reverse engineer each goal so that you have an actionable item each week to work towards that goal. Okay. Let me give you an example. Let's say that our goal is, uh, one of our goals is financial freedom. And for us, that means that by the end of the year, we need to have 
say $6,000 worth of um, net income coming in uh, each month so that we can pay for our bills and our lifestyle and everything like this. And that's our, that's our $6,000 of passive income coming in. That takes care of everything. Um, if that's our goal, then we've got to look at, okay, that's the end goal. That's where I want to be December 31st in uh, 2021. Okay. For example, in this example. So then we've got to look back and go, well, okay, if that's what it's going to look like in December, what is that going to look like in each quarter? That means in quarter one, I'm going to do this quarter two. I'm going to do this quarter three. I'm going to do this quarter four. I'm going to do this. Okay. We've broken it down into quarters. We've chunked it down into four sections of the year. That's pretty cool. We need to go further though. You can break it down into monthly. Okay. So in January, that means I'm going to do this. February, I'm going to do this. March, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then we scale it back even further and we go to one week, okay? And so if you're in January and you're working on January, you break it down to your actionable items that you need to achieve for that goal each week um, and then make those actionable steps. Um, that's, that's the way to do it. We've got to reverse engineer. This is also a good test to figure out, is it actually possible for you to achieve your goal uh, this year? For example, if your goal is to um, is to have you know fifty thousand dollars a month in passive income, and right now you've got none, when you start reverse engineering that, you're like, holy crap! This means that in January I have to you know make five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars of passive income. I'm so far off that being possible. Highly unlikely I'm going to reach the fifty thousand dollar goal. So when you reverse engineering, it's kind of like a reality check for you too. To go, is this really possible? Can I actually take these actionable steps to get there and and, and achieve that end goal? Look, if it makes you feel nervous, if you don't know how it's going to work out, that's fine. It's meant to be like that. And you don't have to break down every single week. All you have to do realistically is go, here's my end goal. Here's my achievement by December 31st of 2021. This is what I need to do in, in Q1. This is what I need to do in January. This is what I need to do in the first week of January, second week of January, third week of January, four week, fourth week of January. That's about as much as you have to dial out. Then by the time you're getting closer to February, you're already working through those steps and you know what your next four steps are going to be. Okay? Excellent. So reverse engineer so that you have weekly actionable items to work on because if you're not working on these goals each week, you, you, you're not working on your goals. You know, they're just sitting there stagnant. We've got to keep consistency is key here, guys. Consistency is key. Okay. So we want to review each week and see, hey, did we do the thing we said we were going to do this week? If not, uh, what stopped us? What was the challenge? How can I improve that next time? What do I need to overcome now? And what do I need to do to overcome that and to have achieved that by the next week? Okay. And it's, it's a good opportunity for us to check in with ourselves, track our progress, see if we're like, you know, maybe in the first quarter, we realize, man, our goals are like way too lofty. There's no way I'm going to be able to do that. Or maybe you get through the first few weeks and you're, and you're, you're, you're checking in with yourself and you're tracking your success. And you're like, hey, wait up a minute here. I could almost double my outcome if I keep up this momentum. And you might bump up your goals. So it's not always about scaling back. It's about scaling up sometimes too, but unless you're checking in with yourself weekly, you're not going to know exactly where you are and if you're on track um, to achieve your goals at the end of the year. Number six, the ultimate goal setting hack number six is convert your annual goals to a vision board. Okay, 
I personally have a, a two foot by three foot vision board. I've actually got a cork board that I use. And <clears throat> for every single item, every single goal that I have written down in my ultimate goal setting list, which we're going to do in a minute here, every single goal that I have there, I want to have, I want to go onto Google and find an image that represents what achieving that goal is. For example, if my, if, if one of my goals is to, you know, walk my dog every day, then this year, then I'm going to have a picture of a, a guy walking the dog, you know, but it's going to be something that like resonates with me and gets me excited. The visual we want to get us excited because this is going to be part of our manifestation of achieving our goals. So we go through our list of every single, all of the goals that we have, and we, and we get an image to represent each of those goals. And then we can put them together in a collage and, and put them on our vision board. Then that way, we have a physical representation and imagery of all of our goals. So we've got our written goals over here. And then we've got our vision board over here with the visual representation of everything here. Okay? Because what we're going to do later, um, the next thing we're going to do, which is ultimate goal setting hack number seven, is we're going to dedicate at least 10 minutes each day to visualizing at least three of the items on our vision board. And when we visualize them, we're going to fast forward into the future as if we already are now presently in the future, having already achieved the goal that we're visualizing on and we're celebrating achieving that goal, it's already done. You have achieved the goal. That's what you're celebrating in your head. You're not like sitting there visualizing how the heck you're going to figure it out or how it's going to be done. You're visualizing it is done. You don't even know every single step that's going to take you there. All you know is it's done deal. You are achieving this goal. What does it look, smell, feel and taste like and you want to visualize that who are you celebrating with where are you at what does it look like what surroundings you're in and then just resonate on on that celebration and and that gratitude for achieving that goal and you, and you spend about three minutes or so on each goal and that's about 10 minutes okay and we want to do that once a day 10 minutes once a day i prefer to do it in the morning after my breathing exercises it's one of the most powerful uh one of the most powerful things that i do in my day and I'm visualizing successes. So, you know, each day you'll decide what's the three main things that I want to do, what I want to visualize on today. It might be the same thing every day. You might switch it up. You might have a particular event that you're looking to visualize the outcome of a certain um, business negotiation phone call. And you might want to visualize on that of, of winning the negotiation and having things turn out the way you want them to turn out. And you visualize that and they celebrate that and... That's an example of, of what you could do. But nonetheless, you want to visualize on these for at least 10 minutes a day and you want to do it every day. And then something you're going to notice happen after about a month is you're actually going to start to believe that all of these things are truly a possibility for you. And I can guarantee that once you've done this effectively every day for a couple of months, it's going to be so ingrained that you are going to believe it and you are going to make it happen. This is how goals end up getting executed. It's because of, of awesome visualization, true 100% belief that you are going to achieve and attain that goal, and then taking a bunch of action. 
steps to get there and doing and, and checking up on things weekly. So make sure to dedicate at least 10 minutes to visualization every day. However you make your vision board is up to you. I've, I've printed out uh, my images on photo paper. I organized them in a Word document and then um, printed them out on on photo quality paper. I think I had about three images to the width of each page and uh, it worked out really awesome. I can fit that on a two by three vision board and that board is up there. I'm going to see it to my office. I'm going to see it every day. I'm going to sit there and look at it. I'm just going to just get amped on it because that is the future for me and it's up to me to make that happen. So very, very powerful to add in the vision board element there and visualization. Ultimate goal setting hack number eight. Remember the goal setting trinity of setting goals, creating a vision board and visualizing on three goals each day. So we just spoke about that, but that one's just to lock in. They're the three steps. We want to create effective goals. We want to create a vision board. And then we want to visualize on our vision board um, for at least 10 minutes each day with our eyes closed, visualizing the success of, of these goals as if they're already achieved. Um, ultimate goal setting hack number nine. This one's really awesome. All you need to know is the next step. Like, Sure, you could break down, this is what's going to happen in quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four, and this is what's going to happen for every single week in the 52 weeks this year. But likely a lot of that's going to change as you're going through it because things change as we're going through our goals. We get a little bit ahead of the game. We get a little bit behind the game through a few challenges get thrown in. Really, all you need to know is the next step. You just need to know what's the next step that I need to do that's getting me closer towards this goal. Let me give you an example. When I bought my first mobile home park, uh, it, was, it was listed at $570,000. That's what I needed to get it under contract for. That's what I did get it under contract for. Um, $570,000. It was a small mobile home park in California. I, at the time I had a negative net worth. I had $2,000 in the bank and I had unseasoned credit. So I seemed like a person who is not in the right position to be able to buy a mobile home park. However, all I needed to know was just, if I just get this park under contract, then I can figure out the rest. I don't have the money. I don't have the experience. I don't, it doesn't matter. All I need to do is one step get the park under contract. Once it's under contract, then I've got something to work with. If the park's not under contract, I've got nothing to work with. So first step, I went out there, I put the park under contract. Boom, it's under contract. Wow, amazing. Now I have control of this deal. Now I've got a couple of months to figure out how to make the deal work. And so what's the next step? Well, the next step is I've got to go out there and raise money. I had to raise about $200,000 for that deal. So I went out there and hustling. Boom. Okay. And then I ended up raising the money. What's the next step? Next step, next step, next step. And that's how I did my first deal. And interestingly, you know, fast forward four and a half years later, I ended up cashing out on that deal. I made a couple of hundred grand and um, my, my partners made something like 57.6% annual returns each year. So, I mean, look at the amazing outcome that happened from doing that one deal together. All I knew at any point doing that first deal was next step. What's the next step? What's the next challenge that I need to overcome? Boom. If I had have sat down and thought, I don't know how I'm going to get this under contract. I don't know how I'm going to raise the capital. I don't know how I'm going to like do all the inspections and pull it together and take over. And my head probably would have exploded, but I just had a next step is all I need to know. 
next step. So if you do that with your big goals, if you worst case scenario, just know the next step, that's all you need to do. And you can just be like next step, next step, next step, all the way to massive, massive goals. So all you need to know is the next step. Without taking that step, you're not moving forwards. Don't overcomplicate things. Keep it simple. Um, ultimate goal setting hack number 10, take massive action towards attaining each goal. Look, people say knowledge is power. Knowledge is not power. Let me give you an example. How many of you have taken a course before that you've paid for, that you sat through the whole course, and then you never actually applied the information of that course, so then it never really had a positive outfit? outcome on you because you didn't actually achieve what you came to sit there for to take the course. Yeah. And that's the same thing with knowledge. We live in the information state. Knowledge is everywhere. There's information everywhere. Knowledge only becomes power when you apply that knowledge, make it effective, then that's powerful. So the point of this here is, you know, you can set your goals, you can, you can, have your vision board. You can visualize every day. If you're not taking massive action every day towards your goals and every week towards your goals, then none of it even matters because you have to, have to, have to, have to, have to take massive, massive action. That's definitely a key ingredient. Um, it's, it's always been in there and it's always going to be in there as well. You have to take the right actions that are in alignment with your goals to actually achieve them. And if you want to just like sit there and pray on it, things might show up for you, but it's not the way that you're going to get everything that you want in life. You actually actually have to take the action. Then the universe rewards you and says, yes, this person's super aligned with their goals. They're taking the massive action that's necessary to do with it. Um, here's a reward. Here's an opportunity. Trust me. That, that's what happens to me when I apply myself on things that I'm truly, truly aligned with that are truly, truly important to me. Doors open up, things happen. Um, it's, it's, I, I can't explain that in great detail. We'll have people on the show who can explain that, but that's the way it works. And if you, if you're not ready to take massive action, then you're not ready to actually have these goals come real. Ultimate goal setting hack number 11 Maintain balance through the five core areas of your life. Okay, so if it's the first time here at Freedom Hack Radio, we're all about growing and maintaining balance in the five core areas of our life. Financial wealth, health, which is mental, physical, and spiritual. Relationships, which extend to you know, any relationship that you have in your life. Spirituality, which gives us the grounded, groundedness to be the calm eye of the storm. And having fun doing what we love most, which is something that most entrepreneurs neglect. If we have growth and balance in all of these five areas, then we have the end result of being very fulfilled. Um, I know this through experience. I had achieved financial freedom and most of my focus was on the financial element. And although it felt very good to be financially free, it, there was so much that was still missing because I needed to grow in my relationships. I needed to deep my spirit, deepen my spirituality. I needed to improve my health and fitness. And once I have had balance in these areas, life is so much better. Life is so much more fulfilling. Because if you have amazing relationships, then you've got the support system you need to go out there and crush it in business. Yeah. And if you're crushing it in business, then you've got the income coming in so that you can pay for the things that you want to pay for so that you can have better relationships, like taking people out for dinner, you know, date night with your wife, 
cool things for your kids. Also, they, the, the, we could be creating the money that's going to give us the personal trainer so that we can up our health game, you know, so it all feeds into each other. And then we enhance our spirituality. And that gives us more groundedness to go out, do more deals, to make more money so that we can get more personal trainers and all this stuff. And it's a holistic environment that works and it all feeds off each other. So the more that you improve your health, the more that affects your relationships and your business positively. So all of these things together, when you're working on all five of these areas together, oh, the synergy is magical. It's amazing. And you're going to be living fulfilled. You're going to be living. You're not going to be searching out for things out there that are going to fill a void. You're already going to have that void filled and you're going to be living in true fulfillment by maintaining balance. And this was an area that I, for the first two years, I was so far off on. I hardly put any emphasis on anything outside of the financial element because I was so focused on making money. Um, and through that process, if I hadn't have recorrected along the way, I could have lost my marriage. Uh, and, and there could have been other things that um, could have panned out if I didn't redirect. I was heading in the wrong direction. Financial success and then, you know, mediocrity in the other areas of my life, not fulfilling. Um, it's like being the, the most ripped dude down the gym but you got no friends you got no girlfriend you've got no money i mean that's cool that you're good at that one thing but we need to have a bit of balance to truly be fulfilled in life uh and and the way that the ultimate goal setting is set up is totally set up for you to set goals in all of these areas so it's it's we're all good we're on the right track and freedom hack uh ultimate goal setting hack number 12 if possible Knock out most of your goals in your morning ritual. Okay, so I'm not going to digress too much on morning rituals. I've got a morning ritual that I do right now. It can, it can last from anything from 20 minutes up to three hours, depending on what I choose to do that day. I generally have, you know, breathing exercises, med meditation, visualization, sometimes affirmations in there. Sometimes I'll, I'll write in there, um, reading a chapter of a book, knocking out a bit of yoga and some strength training. And I, I sort of ebb and flow with these. And I know some days I need a little bit more work in areas than others. Uh, but I, I work on these things in the morning, in my, in my morning ritual. So by the time I'm ready to start my business day, everything else is done. I've already worked on the other areas of my life. I've worked on the spirituality. I've worked on relationships. I've worked on my health. I've worked on uh, having fun and doing those things. And so then... All I have to do is just the business and wealth portion of my day after my morning ritual, and the whole rest of the day is free. I find that works much better for me. Maybe you have a different schedule. Maybe you work differently. Maybe you would prefer to do it in the afternoon or the evening when you get home. For me, I personally love to come home or, or, or finish the work day knowing that I can now choose to spend the rest of the day however I want to. I don't have all of these things that I have to do. That can be quite daunting, especially if I'm sitting there thinking about it all day. It can be become unmotivating and there's a much higher probability that I won't go and do that workout or that I won't go and complete the task that I need to complete. Um, I'm much more effective doing it in the morning. And once I've done my morning ritual and knocked those things out of the, out of the way, then I feel like a million dollars. I feel like I've, I've already achieved 80% of what I need to achieve that day. The whole rest of the day becomes really easy. So if possible, carve out, even if you're just carving out like 20 minutes in the morning, and everybody can, everybody can carve out 20 minutes in the morning. 
um, try and knock some of these goals out in your morning ritual so that you're keeping a steady pace working on it each day. And so you know it's done. So that's it. They are the ultimate goal setting hacks. And now I'm going to do a screen share and we can dig into the ultimate goal setting template. We're going to walk through that together. So here it is. We are doing a screen share right now and we are at the ultimate goal template. So again, for those of you listening on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcasting platform in the show notes, you can click on the link and it's going to give you access to this document, the ultimate goal template. There's going to be instructions in there. Um, by the time this video is completed, I'm going to put this video in there as well. Um, so you have all of that for your reference. So it's going to be in there. Right now, we're looking at a PDF version of this document. You're actually going to have access to a Word document so that if you wanted, you can have the PDF, you can print it out, and you can write in your goals. Or what I like to do is I like to use the Word document. Then I go in there and I, I type in my goals electronically, and it's much neater. It's much easier for me to edit that way as well because throughout the year, believe it or not, but our goals actually shift and change a little bit. And um, so we're coming back in here and we're touching things up throughout the year. So first off, um, we've got a little bit of an introduction here to explaining how this works. Um, to fast forward through that, basically what we're going to do first off is we're going to start off with the reviewing 2020. So we're going to review the last year. And it doesn't matter if you ended up listening to this and it's 2022, just go back to the year before. And then you want to review that year because we need to track and see how we went the year previously so that we can understand if next year um, we, we can hone in on setting better goals because we need to be able to track the past and track our results to see what went right, what went wrong, what can we approve on, what can we, can we adjust on, and you can set better goals the next year. It took me and my wife about three years um, to set really, really effective goals that were super aligned with our values and morals and exactly what we truly wanted in our heart for us, not what even some of it in the first one and two years was a little bit of stuff that was social programming, things we thought we wanted, but when we got to the core, they weren't that important to us. And uh, this is an amazing process to go through. It doesn't matter. Look, if you guys, if the main thing that you realize out of setting your goals this year is that you didn't know how to set goals properly and that you overstated your goals, then at least at the end of the year, that's a major thing that can help you recorrect and get better for the next year. Because I'm telling you, if you don't have effective goals and you're not good at effectively implementing those goals, then there's no way you're going to rapidly get towards um, achieving your goals because you don't have the clarity. You're going down the river without an oar. So we want to do a 2020 year review. So here you can actually see uh, we've got a bunch of questions to start that conversation and get us to a point where we can accurately review the last year. So what's the most exciting thing that happened in your life over the last 12 months in 2020? What was it? Look, if there's one major thing that stands out, write that down. If there's two or three major things that stand out, write them all down. Um, there's no need to have any more than three. We're really focusing on like the main things here. And there may be one main thing that really pops off the page for you. So once you've answered that, then we want to answer what made it the most exciting year. 
And we want to get some clarity and get some detail on that. We want to get juiced here on what worked and what got us really excited because we want to do more of that. The next question is, what are the biggest accomplishments that we'd had in the last 12 months? Biggest accomplishments. Look, if there's six of them, write all six of them down. If you're getting beyond six, I truly think that's a little bit too much. Uh, we need to focus on the biggest accomplishments here. So I, I think any anything from three to six is usually a good number. And uh, write those details down. Because look, one major part of our goal setting is that once we achieve a goal, we've got to celebrate it. We've got to celebrate. And that's something I totally missed out on in the beginning. I used to just knock out goals and then just go, yep, done that one and move on to the next one. And I wasn't celebrating or having gratitude for the things that I'd already achieved. It was almost like I was giving them no credit. Um, if you want the universe to open more doors for you and to provide for you, we need to celebrate our successes. And this is part of what we're doing right here. We're asking what the most exciting things that happened, what made it most exciting, what are our biggest accomplishments. We want to sit and marinate in the awesomeness of that. And we want to figure out what worked, what was really good about that, what got us juiced. Then we're going to move on to what were the most challenging events of the last 12 months or of the last year? What were the big challenges that popped up? And if there's, if there's one, write one. If there's three, write three. If there's six, write six. I really don't think you should have any more than six of anything in, in here on your goals. So we want to write down what our most challenging events were. What were the things that we had the hardest time with? What were the biggest obstacles that we had? And then what were the top three lessons that we learned last year? And most likely, they're going to be tied very closely or somehow related to those challenges that we had. Because, you know, just because it was a most challenging event doesn't mean that it defeated us. We may have conquered it. But nonetheless, it was quite challenging for us. So it's not necessarily about things that beat us up. Um, it's just the biggest challenges that we faced, whether we overcame that challenge or whether we've still got a little bit of room to improve. What were those most challenging events? And then what were our top three lessons? from the last 12 months or from the last year. What did we learn? Look, we don't have challenges. We don't have setbacks. We don't have successes without being able to learn and take away a bunch from it. Success leaves clues. So this is super important to do this part here and, um, and, and detail what the top three lessons are that we learned last year. Now I'm gonna move on to the next page here. Okay. If the past year had a theme, what would it be? If your entire year were recorded like a biographical movie, what would the title of that movie be? So here is an is opportunity for you guys to write, uh, write the title of what the theme of what that movie would be, and then write a paragraph or two breaking it down as if you're spilling the beans on, on what's actually in that movie, so to speak. Um, of the last 12 months of what you just achieved. So give it a theme. What was the, the, the main theme of the last 12 months? And, you know, a couple of paragraphs sort of breaking that down, giving a little bit more detail there. Okay, we want to we wanna look back and reflect and go, okay, realistically, in all reality, how did we actually go? What was the theme of last year? What did that look like? So digress there and, and put in a couple of paragraphs. You know, you certainly can't skimp out on information there. And then through that whole process of last year, what personal qualities did you develop? 
for example, did you develop courage, honesty, boldness, self-discipline? Um, and, you know, what new qualities did you develop or what qualities did you enhance and make even better? And that's what we want to write in there. Then after that, we want to write in what good or bad habits did we develop? I usually like to break this down into two parts. I write all the good habits first and then all the bad habits second. Um, and to be honest with you, the way that I'm setting goals authentically with myself being honest and everything like that, it's actually easier for me to come up with the bad habits and what it is the good habits. Um, and you may, you may be able to find that too. It, we don't have to dig very deep. If we're really in line with ourselves and truly honest, we don't have to look very far to know what some of our bad habits are, some of the things that we would like to eliminate that didn't serve us in the last 12 months. And so we want to write down all the good things, all the bad things that we developed in the last 12 months there. And then that is the completion of reviewing your last year. Um, if there's anything else in there that you do is significant that we haven't covered in any of these questions, certainly write it down. Um, we're mainly looking to go back and reflect over the last 12 months and just look, how did we really go? How did, did we crush our goals? Did we go pretty well? Were we super far off? Um, was I really taking no action in the right direction at all? Was I actually going down the wrong path, which is if I keep going, is going to take me in the complete opposite direction. These are all very, very important things to ask before we stand there and look forward into the future because we need to know where we've been. This is a reality check, guys. This is where we're looking at the fruits on the trees that we explained earlier. We're looking at the fruits on the trees and it's gonna let us know, do the roots need more work? Do we need, does it need more sun? Does it need more water? Does it need more nutrients in the soil? Do we need to, what areas do we need to improve to make it so that there is more fruit on the tree? And we get the opportunity to do this every year, even if we had an absolutely amazing year and it's been our best year yet, there's still like we could grow better fruit the next year and better fruit the next year. So there's always room to improve. This is never going to end. Um, but, you know, this is definitely going to take you to the place that you want to go if you're ready to do it properly and take the actions that need to be taken here. So now we're going to move on to the future vision, the vision that we have for us this year. This year, it's 2021. We're at the beginning of the year. And so we want to start off, we've already reviewed last year, and now we want to ask ourselves, what do we completely want to get rid of in our life over the next year? So what is it? Uh, maybe it's you complain and you don't want to complain next year. Uh, maybe you're addicted to alcohol and you don't want to drink next year, or maybe uh, you argue with your spouse, or maybe you show up to, to work late because you can't get out of bed and set your alarm. Whatever it is, what is the one most important thing that you completely want to eliminate in your life this year? And write that down. There's only one thing. Okay, so write that down. Then, similar to what we did in the review, we're going to come up with a theme of what if, if next year or if this year was to play out as a movie, what would we want the theme to be? What would the title be called and what would it look like? This is an area I like to get lost in and, and give a ton of details. You can, Look, you can go through these goals and you can give simple one word answers and all these goals and you'll probably have mediocre success. 
going through all of these questions and answering them in great detail is going to give you so much more clarity that you are going to have a much higher probability of actually executing your goals. This area here, when we're talking about the theme of what this next 12 months is going to look like, you know, get granular on it. What does it look like? What does it smell like? Who are you around? Where are you? Um, you know, get detailed on it because this is us literally the first stages of manifesting these to become a reality in our life. So we want to know what does it look, smell, feel like. And look, this is going to be completely in alignment with your vision board and the way you visualize and everything like this. So it all sort of comes in together. We want to get clarity on what our next year is going to look like. Come up with a title of a movie of what that would be and then come up with a couple of paragraphs at least to just explain what that movie uh, is going to be like for you over the next 12 months because you are going to actually achieve this and this is this is definitely happening it's set in concrete um, so this is a reality and you want to write it down on paper okay so if you feel like going for it and writing one or two pages there go for it but I would suggest at least a title and at least one paragraph description. Okay, next question. What is the number one personal quality you want to develop in the next 12 months? Everything's in relation to the next 12 months here uh, because these are annual goals that we're setting. So what is the per one personal, number one personal quality that you want to develop? Write your answer there. Then what are your top three personal goals over the next year? This is personal goals, guys. This is not business. This is not anything else. It's, it's your personal goals, okay? Then we're going to move down and we're going to write down our top three professional goals. We'll write what they are. Um, this is where if you haven't thought about what these things are, these are good questions. We need to ask ourselves these questions and, and have a goal of our three personal goals and our three professional goals over the next 12 months. Okay. So write those. We don't want to write five there. We don't want to write six. We just want to keep it to three. It's perfect. It's designed a certain way for a certain reason. Um, so we want to touch on our personal goals and our professional goals. Okay. That's the overview. That's the 30,000 foot level looking out a plane window down at our goals. Now we're going to land the plane and we're going to dig deep into the five core areas of our life. And we're going to set goals in these areas. And I've added in an extra two areas of our life um, that I believe is applicable to goal setting as well. So we have the five core areas plus another. At least you want to create a vision for your five core areas. If you want to expand on it, we've got seven areas here in this template. So this is, uh, so, you know, the core areas, I'll go over them high level really quickly. Financial wealth, number one. And look, it is not necessarily number one out of the five areas. I just wrote it down first because that's what people like to work on first. Usually um, it's easiest to work on expanding wealth um, rather than other goals. So there, there's no priority. I'm not saying that expanding wealth here is more of a priority than relationships or spirituality or having fun. They can all be equal. That's up for you to decide. You need to have balance in these areas. So just because one is number one and number two, it doesn't have more importance of any other areas. We need to expand in all of these areas simultaneously. There will be some of these five core areas that you're stronger in naturally right now and some that you're weaker in. 
And so you'll know what needs a little bit more work and what's already quite easy. So again, the five areas are uh, wealth, health, relationships, spirituality, and having fun. Okay. So these being the areas, uh, these are the areas that we want to actually set our goals in. So we want to get a little bit granular here. And again, I'm going to share this with you in a Word document. You know, under number one here, I'm going to have in my goal setting paragraphs and paragraphs of, of information there because I'm setting all of my wealth expanding and finance expanding goals. And I don't just have one. Um, I would suggest that you have uh, at least three goals in each of these areas. But then we shouldn't have too many main goals. If you've got more than six main goals in a particular area, then you're focusing too much on the granular things and is not really that important. Most of you, one of your goals is going to be you know, working towards financial freedom. Maybe it's a specific dollar amount or something like that. Um, and we're going to dig way deeper into financial freedom and time freedom and location freedom in the Freedom Trinity. We're going to bring out three episodes of Freedom Hacks where we're going to dig into each of those freedoms separately. And we're going to talk about different ways to attain financial freedom, different ways to attain time freedom um, and, and location freedom, what they all mean. We're going to dig into those in great detail like we are here with goal setting. Um, and, but we want to have at least three goals in each of these areas. And I wouldn't recommend any more than six, somewhere between three to six goals. So these are our wealth expanding goals. Some examples of wealth expanding goals or milestones to look for is number one, financial freedom. That's definitely a good goal. Maybe it's not your realistic goal to achieve financial freedom in one year. If you're in the process of doing so, maybe you think it's going to take you two or three years, but what part of that are you going to do in the next 12 months? And then write down what that goal is. Maybe your ultimate financial freedom goal, for example, is to have $6,000 of passive income coming in, paying the bills each month, paying for your lifestyle so you never have to work again. And maybe this year's goal is to be at the $2,000 mark where you've got $2,000 of passive income in. You're about a third of your way to financial your financial freedom number. Maybe that's one of your goals, okay? Financial freedom is most certainly something that I'm expecting you guys to be working towards if you haven't already achieved it. It's definitely one of the, the major initial financial milestones. And once you're financially free, what does that mean? Essentially, your investments pay for your lifestyle, so you don't have to work. And, and at that point, you get the choice of whether you choose to work or you don't. And you may choose to continue working. Um, I, I'm, I ebb and flow with it. Right now, I'm working about 12 hours a day probably five days a week. But you know, once I close on a handful of deals that I'm currently working on right now, I could then choose to be in the position where I work one to two days a week. Um, it's up to me. I have the flexibility. Sometimes I turn it on. Sometimes I turn it off. doesn't mean that you never have to work again, um, but you have the choice to never work, have to work again once you are financially free. And, and that's what it's all about here. It's if we're all about freedom here at Freedom Hack Radio. And once you are financially free, you no longer have to worry about the financial side of things. Okay. So one of your goals could be financial freedom or, or your path to financial freedom. Another goal could be to become a millionaire because you can actually be, be financially free before you're a millionaire. Or maybe your financial freedom number is larger 
um, than most other people. And you might become a millionaire before you become financially free based off what your monthly financial freedom number is which again, we're going to break down in much more detail in the freedom hack version, talking about the freedom trinity of financial freedom. And uh, yeah, another goal, apart from being a millionaire, maybe you already are a millionaire, then another one, obvious one would be being a uh, multimillionaire. Okay. Or, or maybe the next step after that, a decamillionaire, if you're on that path. But if you're on that path, you're most likely beyond financial freedom anyway. Um, another goal is, is if you're an investor and you invest in other people's deals, typically the SEC draws a sign line in the sand and there's, there's essentially two different categories of investors that the SEC considers. There's one called an accredited investor and there's one called a non-accredited investor, which is also referred to um, in the syndication space as a sophisticated investor. Okay, here's the definition of an accredited investor. If you don't meet this requirement, you're a non-accredited investor. If you do meet it, you are accredited. You have a net worth of $1 million, not including the value of your primary residence. If you meet that requirement, you are an accredited investor. Here's the second way you can achieve it. You can, you've made over $200,000 in gross revenue in the previous year or the previous two years, actually, if you file your taxes singly by yourself, the the threshold there is if you make $200,000 or more in revenue, uh, doesn't matter what your expenses are or taxes or anything, it's all off revenue. So the gross amount of earnings that you had over the last each year for the last two years needs to be over $200,000. Okay. Third way you can qualify is if you if you file your taxes jointly, then it's $300,000, not $200,000, which is a little bit easier to achieve that number with the power of two people. It means that you only have to earn about $150,000 each, much easier to achieve. If you've done that every year for the last two years, and it looks like you're going to do that in the future, then you are considered to be an accredited investor. So, Maybe it's one of your goals to meet one of those requirements. Maybe you're, you're currently earning $120,000 a year and your goal is to earn over $200,000 a year. Well, great. That's one of your goals. Write it in there. Um, and then by the way, too, I also need to make a disclosure. I'm not an SEC attorney. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a CPA. All of this is for educational purposes only. You need to consult with your own financial advisors and attorneys and CPAs, for your own specific needs and circumstances. Um, this is here for educational purposes only. And it, it's, you know, you need to consult with your own professionals for your own specific circumstances. So uh, moving on, we've, we've set our goals for wealth. Now we want to set our goals for health. And as you can see here, we've actually got in parenthesis, mental, physical, and dietary. A lot of people think about health and they just think, well, that's what I eat and that's how much I work out. Sure, that's included, but it doesn't stop there. It's also how much rest are you having? You're actually getting to recover and and rejuvenate. Or maybe one of your health goals is to actually do yoga more and stretch more because you're really good at the exercise part, but you're getting a little bit of injuries. Um, uh, Maybe you have some other um, mental goal for increasing your mental health because mental 
health is a big part of our health. If you're there with a negative mindset telling yourself you can't do anything, then that's completely destructive for you on your path to setting goals. And that's an opportunity for you to switch that around and set a goal um, so that it doesn't happen. So nonetheless, you know what's important to your mental, physical, and dietary health. Again, you want to put in here your three to six top goals for the year and, uh, and, and be as detailed as you need to be. Something to get good to get clarity on. Then number three, we were going to go to enhanced relationships and I've broken this down in three different sections. One, romance being your spouse, your significant other, your partner. Um, B, uh, being the, your family and friends because it's a different relationship. And uh, C, business because that's a different type of relationship too. So set goals in all of those areas. Um, maybe with the business, maybe it's one of your goals to call up your, your vendors um, once a quarter and just touch base and, and say hello. Or maybe you want to send out a special something to your, to your investors every time there's a holiday or something so that they remember you and that you're keeping a good relationship going on there. Maybe you do something that we do. Or you want to give a, a Thanksgiving turkey to each lot in your mobile home park um, to say thank you. That's, that's an enhancing relationship there. Maybe you want to meet up with people more or meet more people. Uh, maybe you want to build more relationships. Maybe you want to work on the relationships you already have. This is an area where you can actually break down your goals there. You know, the, the better that your relationship is with your spouse and your significant other, the better that your life's going to be generally. So it's a super, it's, it's probably the area that naturally we neglect the most because we know they're always going to be around. They're always going to be there, but um, I've got to get this deal done. I've got to get, I've got to get that done. I've got to do the workout. And that all seems more obvious. It's easy for us to neglect our relationships, especially the ones that are most important to us, which is the exact opposite of what we really would want to be doing if we want to have the best life. So make sure to carve out some romantic goals there, some goals for enhancing your family and friends relationships, because that's, that's important, your family and friends. That's kind of like the, the container of, of, of life that you're in. And if you're keeping good company and if you've got amazing relationships, it helps you navigate through all of the challenging times. Um, you've got a shoulder to lean on. You've got someone who always cares about you. Super important that we're building those relationships, adding more value to them, being more authentic, being more real in those relationships so everyone benefits. And uh, business as well. Obviously important to build relationships in business. Actually, if you go back and listen to Freedom Hack Radio that had Matthew Owens, he is a very, very successful uh, real estate investor, and so much of his success comes down to having amazing relationships. So uh, go back and listen to that episode if you want to get inspired. That's Matthew Owens uh, talking about relationships in business. And uh, so digress and go crazy here and, and you know make it colorful, make it fun, make it exciting. You, you want to get amped on all of these goals. You want to look at all of these goals and get excited. If you're looking at a goal and you're daunted, by looking at it, the likelihood of you putting it into action and making it happen is, is very minimal. So you want to make sure that you really are truly aligned with where all of these goals are. The fourth section of our life is enjoying fun and recreation. 
So this is kind of the entrepreneur's trap to not spend enough time having fun. Very easy for entrepreneurs to spend time building business, creating financial freedom, becoming a millionaire, multimillionaire um, at the sacrifice of doing the things that we really want to do, which is kind of the whole point of all of this anyway. I mean, what's the point of being financially free and a multimillionaire if you don't get to spend your days doing the things that you really love? And it's not something that we want to wait until we have achieved those things to then have fun because that's not now the way it works. We're not going to get the fulfillment we're looking for that way. We need to keep having fun now while we're on our path. So even if we've got, you know, we're raising kids and we've got a day job and we, we want to be an entrepreneur and there's not much time in the day and all this, it doesn't matter. We need to carve out some time to have fun because if you do, if, if you love painting and say you go out with your girlfriend and you decide, you know what? For, for the next three hours, my girlfriend and I were going to drink some wine and we're going to go, we're going to do some painting. And if that really gets you going, if you didn't do it that week, then that's an opportunity that you missed out on to get rid of some stress, to like reset, to recharge. Because when you have fun, these are the things that happen. It's like all the worries go away. Stress goes away. Um, we're just in the element of doing the things that just don't bother us. It's, it's fun. It's exciting. And that recharges us. On the weeks when I give a significant amount of time to have fun and recreation and do all the things that I love to do, I am so amped and charged for the next week. But if for some reason I work all the way through, I can already feel my next week. I'm starting to drag and you know what would normally I would achieve in eight hours now takes 16 hours because I didn't spend a couple of hours having fun the week before because I'm burning myself out. And a lot of entrepreneurs can burn themselves out because they're not having enough fun and recreation. So your spouse is certainly going to be keen on this because they want to have fun too. And this one's very personal. You are the only person who knows what's fun to you. If you like origami, go for it. Spend your time, you know, folding origami. If you like to, you know, hop in hot tubs and day spas, go for that. If you like to go surfing or whatever you want to do, whatever the things are to you, hang out with your dog, make sure that you're carving out enough time to do it and make sure you're setting some goals there because this is the part that gets you excited, recharged, and then you can go back and crush it. Um, but without having fun and recreation, it's just a slog and it defeats the whole purpose of our freedom anyway, because at the end of the day, what we all want is to be able to have the time to do the things that we want to do under our rules, under our like choice, and that's you know fun and recreation. And so that's where we get to plug in exactly what our desires are there. So make sure that you're digging into that and make sure that you're giving enough time here to fun and recreation. Well, on the flip side of the coin, if you're a party animal and fun and recreation is no problem for you whatsoever, you may have problems in expanding wealth because you may be spending your money on partying instead of going out there. So everybody's got their ones that are, you know, more moving than others. Um, and that's what this exercise is all about. It lets us know where we're at and what we can bump our game up in and what we could probably peel back off and um, put our energy somewhere else. in instead of putting all of our eggs in one basket here and being that ripped guy down the gym that has no money, no friends, is not grounded spirituality and doesn't have fun. You know, you don't want to be that guy. 
Here's a couple of additional areas that I like to add in here for you uh, extra top performing ultimate goal setters. And the, the extra area one is personal growth. So do you have any personal growth goals over the next uh, 12 months? This is an area where if you improve your communication, if you improve your negotiations, if you improve the way that you have relationships with people, if you're improving these personal qualities about yourself, once you make that improvement and it's happened, it's now part of your new um, personality. And that can make the difference between you getting big deals done or, or getting big goals done or not. By you growing, getting out of your way, eliminating the things that haven't been serving you, that aren't driving you towards your goals, that are actually stopping you from going towards your goals and focus on the things that actually are. What personal improvements could I make in the next 12 months that are actually going to have a positive benefit of my goals? Um, so there's an opportunity for you here to focus on personal growth and have that something that you're working on daily or weekly. It might even be as simple as I'm going to listen to Freedom Hack Radio once a week. That could be a goal and be like, yeah, I'm going because I personally grow when I listen to it. Maybe you want to listen to Tony Robbins. Maybe you want to go to an event. Maybe you want to work on not complaining, whatever it is. Your personal growth goals, add them in there. Try not to have too many of them. Again, between three and six is a sweet number because it gives us enough variety to work on, but not too many things to focus on that would just, it just dissolves and there's too many things out there. And then number seven, your desired physical environment or environments, because you may have a desired physical environment for your work, and then you may have a desired physical environment for your home. Now, part of number seven is creating your perfect day. And when I say number seven, I'm, I'm referring to your desired physical environment. The best way to do it, I think, and this is the way that this is set up in the ultimate goals here, is you get to create your perfect day. Now, when I first wrote this, my perfect day, it was five pages long in a work document, in a Word document. Because I went into that much detail of what my environment looked like, what it smelt like, who was there, what was there. You know, it was, I just got into tons of detail. I got super granular on this. And interestingly, literally the property that my wife and I live on now is, has 80% of the characteristics of what we created in our perfect day years ago. I'm talking like three, four, five years ago. When we started creating what our ultimate living environment would be like, we created a fantasy property with all of the things that we wanted in there. And we've got 80% of those items in there. And I believe that that is because we got so granular on what we really wanted. Um, you know, it's interesting. The first time I wrote my perfect day, I went back to it the next year and I'm like, there's a bunch of things on there that I'm no longer interested in. And there's a few extra things that I want to add in. So each, once you've built it, the way that I set my goals each year is I go back in and I review what I wrote the year before, and I'm just going to fine tune it a little bit because it's still going to be generally in the same direction as what it was last year. It's just going to be, I'm going to have a little bit of a um, more granular idea of exactly what it is. I mean, I can only come from my experiences. Hopefully you guys can now this year one with effective goal setting by, by the third year, I knew crystally clear exactly what I wanted in everything. 
And it took me a couple of years to go through a little bit of failures and some challenges in some certain areas and realize, yeah, that thing's not that important to me, even though it was one of my goals and, and it was something that I, I wanted to work towards. It's, it's just not important enough for me to go all the way through. So, you know, certain areas we've changed our focus, we've changed our perfect day a little bit, um, you know, and then we're living in the perfect environment. So now we've upped our game a little bit. And now we've got an even more perfect day now that we're living our perfect day. So this is an area where like, what does your perfect day look like? Who are you with? Where are you? What does it look like? What does it smell like? What's what's on that side of the room? Are you in the room? Are you outside? What what's over there? What's what's happening around you? This is a very powerful, if not the most powerful part of our goal setting because we're getting really clear on what we want. We're getting we're getting down to like granular level of what we want. We're visualizing it when we're writing it down. We are writing it down. We're putting all of this out into the universe. And then we're going to go and back that up with visualizing over this as well when we're spending 10 minutes at least each day on our visualizations. So, you know, once you're done with this goal setting, you know, document here, you could be five, 10, 15 pages long. Um, you, you don't need to go too crazy here. You don't need to have a ton of information in all of these goals. You just need three to six goals in each area. But the one area I really would go crazy on and build on is your perfect day. Maybe if you just start with the outline and as the year goes on, you keep adding things in there and adding things in there. And next thing you know, you've got a couple of pages describing what your perfect day is. Because the interesting thing is, is you ask people what they want in life. And a lot of people, they say they, they just want to have fun. They want to be loved and all of these. But, but what does that look like? And then you explain, you get the people explain what it looks like to them. And it's much easier for the average person to tell you all the things that they don't want. And then when it comes to what they want, they're just going to tell you the things that they don't want. Or maybe they tell you what they want and it's very vague things like love or, or happiness or fulfillment. It's like, okay, I get it. But like, what does that actually mean to you? What does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it feel like? Who are you with? Where are you? When is this happening? All of these things. If you're not going to get clear on that, if you're not completely clear on that, there's no way the universe or God is going to open up doors for you because like, if you're not clear on it, Nobody else is or no other entity is going to be clear either. But when you get super clear on what's super important to you and what your perfect day is, and that's in alignment with your values and morals, and you're taking the actions that you need to take to get yourself there, from my experience, doors open, opportunities open. That's when things happen. When, when you're getting doors closing on you and you're lacking in opportunities, it's because you don't have the clarity of what you really, really want. And, you know, without that clarity, you're just going to be cruising down the river with no paddle and you can get washed up against the shore or banged up against rocks or, or over the waterfall. So, uh, so I hope you guys have found this valuable. Again, I'm going to be sharing the ultimate goal template in Word and PDF. All you have to do is follow the links to the folder below and there'll be a share folder for you to work through this. If you guys have any personal questions with any of this or you're having trouble getting through any of it, make sure to reach out. I'm going to throw my email in there as well so you guys can hit me up. I'd 
also loved here some feedback on this, which, you know, unfortunately is going to take about 12 months for the most part. But if you have things, if you're setting these goals and you're in the second quarter of the year and you're just, you're having a major success with something or you're having a major challenge or, or just let us know, give us your feedback. Let us know how this is actually working out for you. It's going to help you because we can we can jump in there and give you our two cents at the same time. It's going to help other people because if you've got challenges or if you've got successes and you share them, then other people can benefit from how we respond to that as well. So this is the ultimate goal template. I am confident that if you use this correctly and you follow all the ultimate goal setting rules, that you will be driving yourself much, much closer to your goals each year. Uh, and, and we really want to have the biggest results with the littlest amount of effort. And I'm confident that this is an amazing template that you can use if you use it properly. And if you choose to use it, which is completely up to you. So uh, make sure to click on the link, make sure to spend some time setting your goals here. You know, if I, I think to correctly do this properly for the first time, you should probably be spending about half a day on your goal setting. And you can, you can create a vision board in about half a day. You can also spread that over a couple of weeks and work on it a couple of hours here and there, but make sure that you get your goals set in place. Tell people what your goals are, put it out there into the universe, make it happen, visualize and let us know how it goes. So I hope you guys have got a ton of value out of ultimate goal setting here. This is our first freedom hack here at Freedom Hack Radio. We've got plenty more freedom hacks to come. Uh, if you've got some value out of this, make sure to subscribe to us on the YouTube channel or on your favorite podcasting platform. Hit the notification button so you can be alerted when our next episode comes out and so that you can secure your freedom, your time freedom, your location freedom, your financial freedom, control your life and live free in 2021. This is Freedom Hack Radio. I'm your host, Bryce Robertson. And until next week, live large, live free. G'day, this is Bryce Robertson. I'm your host here at Freedom Hack Radio, and I truly, truly hope that you got a ton of value out of the episode that we just shared with you. And if you did, make sure to subscribe on your YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to your favorite podcasting platform. Hit the notification button so you can find out about the next episodes as they come out. Because if you haven't achieved financial time and location freedom, you really need to be dialed in here. So make sure to subscribe and follow us along as you grow on your path to financial time and location freedom here at Freedom Hack Radio.